Hello, Jeff. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Good Times Podcast. This is episode four. Title is We've Got Cookies. If you followed Boxatron, you already know what that's referring to. It's brain March 14th. Brain brain. Yeah. It's March 14th, 2015. And in the studio today, we've got a particular little app we're going to say hi to. Hi, app. I've never a cat can wear what a human cannot. That's right, it totally can. <laughs> you have anything else important to say about ads? Or should I say cats? I got cookies! Oh, you are beautifully timed. Can I have one of your cookies? The cat is in the air. Well, did it leave with the cookies? <laughs> I guess it did. What a fucking asshole. Crawley, is anything you'd like to ask the app? Yes, um, when was the last time you had sex? What are you plotting? Um, <laughs> a date, apparently. <laughs> uh, I won't. I won't expand on that any further. <laughs> All right. Well, on tonight's episode, we're going to be interviewing Slaya, who is the voice of Fortune Boxatron, and we can probably cut to that interview pretty quickly. Um, follow our show notes at the end. You'll get some of the uh, videos for advertising Boxatron, as well as a link to downloading the app for iPhone. And otherwise, come visit us on IRC. And make shit. You like making shit? Yeah. Get some shit. Yeah, make some stuff. Go take some make pictures. Stuff. Write some stuff down. Did we ever acquire a picture of Slayer's mustache? No. His mustache might be a lie. No. Okay, then. My phone hurts. All right, let's cut to the interview. Well, hello, boys and girls. Tonight's episode, we've all got cookies. We've got Slayer in the house. That's the famous voice of our Fortune Boxtron at Ridiculous Party Planner. Say hello, Slayer. Hello, Slayer. Hey, I did that in like episode three. <laughs> I thought this was episode three. Oh, no, it's four, man. Sorry. This is episode four. This is our second attempt at interviewing Slayer because we accidentally deleted everything. I did. Yeah. Holly did. Me. My hands were fucking froze. What a waste of time. We, we sorry, did the man. entire interview from outside of Cafe Joe's, which was symbolic. Yeah, I thought it would be nice. I think uh, Crawley has a question for you, Slayer. Okay. When was the first time... Somebody called you Slayer. Uh, it was Ian. Or Ian. Jeff. Boom. I called him Matt Cooper, but I guess I, I win. Wrong. I win. Yeah, it was Jeff, and that was ninety nine, ninety eight. Yeah, something like that. So those folks listening at home, I've known Slayer for a really, really long time. I think the first time we met, we must have been like five or six. Four. No. Four. No, that's Four. a lie. I made that up. Uh, it was six. Yeah. I can remember you brought me back to your house and we were in your bedroom and you had one of those fake, <laughs> whoa, you know, those whoa, fake whoa, 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 who
Yes, it was it was a sexual experience. <laughs> yes, especially for children. <laughs> Crawl, your mind is disturbed. Right, so he has on one of these like you know those like fake glasses with the fake nose and mustache attached. <laughs> if you can picture it, yeah, and yeah. he turns it turns around to me and goes like <laughs> crazy Slayer stuff. And then so I start laughing because I'm six and somebody's screaming gibberish with a fake nose. At which point he takes the fake glasses off and looks at me with a deadly serious face and says. Yeah, I used to find it funny too. <laughs> I don't remember that actually. That's good. It doesn't sound like me at all. You need to document that moment somewhere somehow. That's amazing. I think we yeah. just did. It is documented permanently. All right, so Slayer, you had an opportunity to play the Ultimate Hunger Games. Yes. What did you think of Soup's Lab? Well, here here's what I did. I was uh I was home. Uh, getting drunk. I think I was playing some video game or other, probably Battlefield Hardline. And uh, I was like, oh yeah, Hunger Games thing is happening. So I went into the IRC chat. Nobody was answering for a while. And then uh, I got a link posted. So I just went to that and I walked into the link uh, figuratively. And uh, everybody was drinking, which is good because I was. And everyone <laughs> was talking. So I just watched for a while. And then I started, you know, eventually I started inputting. And I didn't know what the hell was going on. By the end of it, I, I completely joined the game. And it took me all of five minutes to figure out what was going on. And, uh, man, I had a blast. Honestly, like, I had a blast. I think I everybody think, had a blast. I think everybody died. Like, laughed yeah. and cried. Yeah, it was a great time. I popped in as well, and I found that... So, basically, what I got is kind of a opinion-based game, right? An onion? Uh, yeah, an onion-based game you find on the Tor network. I realized that a great silence was needed there. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it's uh, it's just kind of like a game of persuasion. You want to persuade everybody else to your uh, to your point of view in it, but it's no big deal if you don't. You know what I mean? Because like it's not like we're keeping score, really. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, the end result of the game is, is basically a narrative. It's a yeah. story that gets told. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, the other big thing I guess we talked about in the Soup's interview that you might find interesting is DMing. Any comparison to his style of gameplay to yours? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I had some notes after I listened to that podcast. I don't remember them all, but I do remember uh, thinking one thing, and that's uh, our styles of DMing are, are a fair bit different. Whereas, like, I, I look at it like, you know how lawyers, like, they go and they have a case, and whichever lawyer knows the rules the best, wins right so when i dm a game i i compete with the players and i like to think that i know the rules the best right now if the players can take advantage and explain things to me that i forget then they that's how they get what they want sort of you know i'm also really hard on meta gamers i don't like that shit at all you know for new players it's different like but i try to beat the habit out of them pretty quick by uh with something i'm like does your character know that or how does your character know that, right? And if you can't explain it to me, then we omit it from the game, right? Mm -hmm. Do you uh, practice the same philosophy, uh, you scratch my back, I scratch your, in real life? Nah, no, not so much. I'm I'm fairly impartial, right? But the person who's leading the party should know the rules better than everyone else. And the person who's leading the party should be a character with high charisma, in my opinion, like a bard, paladin, something like that. But yeah. unfortunately, ma many parties are... are uh, led by fighters and fighters you know if they fight they're like oh you're gonna kill this thing you know and you 
and the mage is sitting back there. He's like, my spells aren't ready, and the fighter doesn't care. Because <laughs> he doesn't, he's a, not a spellcaster, you know what I mean? So, yeah. he, you know, usually... <clears throat> he's on the mage's couch that. fucking kicking his muddy boots and saying, fuck your spells, bitch. Yeah, so usually you got the fighter. He, he bullies everybody for whatever loot you find. He tells everybody where they're going and shit. Meanwhile, he has a charisma score of like nine or ten, right? Mm-hmm. Which is not realistic in my opinion. So like, I, I like to have a leader who who's confident in playing a class with say a high charisma score, yeah, right, or high even high intelligence, right? Like a like a really good wizard. You know, he's he's sort of leading from the background, right, or manipulating the party, right? A good rogue can do that as well. Right. Man, this so, game yeah. sounds fun. I should probably start doing that. Yeah, I, I've become a big fan of d and I, I didn't play a whole lot. I played Slayer introduced it to me when we were kids. Yeah. Playing, um, what were the games you had? Zanzer Tem's Dungeon, first edition, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Yeah, so that would have been my first introduction. And then from there, it's like I didn't get into it again until my early 20s. And I played a, like a bit of a campaign one summer after a bad breakup. And that was soup that got me back into it. Mm-hmm. And then it, now this, I think, is probably really, outside of like a few short games here and there, this is my second big campaign, I guess. Yeah, and what's, I, uh, I, Soup led me the book, uh, the Player's Handbook, and I gotta say, um, this is the best rule set that they've come up with, the 5th edition. I'm a huge fan. A um, huge yeah, fan. You would know, you're pretty good at the game designing yourself. I mean, you've sat around trying to cook up a few games over the years. I don't think we've, yeah. ever, we've never really completed one. We, we tend to get started and not get finished. Yeah, but there's there's fun in creation as well, there's right? There's so much. I was saying that to Crawley earlier. It's the best night is one that you go out, you party, you bond, you stay up all night, and you come up with a finished product at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Which was really some of the best parts of the Sea Pub St. John scene came out of that kind of a philosophy. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> That was like a good game of D and D. It really was. But I'm, ro- I'm rolling a charisma check. <laughs> sure. But in reality, it. though, um, <laughs> creating anything is is the best feeling ever, right? It really yeah. is, and I think that's at the heart of what a lot of this good time shit is. Yeah, like even this podcast. I, I look forward things. to us sitting down and having a goofy conversation, right? And yeah, it's good times. And that is the big chunk of why this podcast ultimate hunger games and these just these new products which are about meeting online and talking yeah yeah. we're starting to add that element back in yeah we've been living in a a texting society for the past 10 years so let's break break that what's the word evolve from it let's contribute to it with some new shit yeah there you go (laughs) so speaking back to the st john's scene and what i'll call it's the high water mark of the last big good times push what are, you, what are you, Hunter Thompson? <laughs> <laughs> you can <laughs> you can look up on the hills in the back of St. John's and still see. <laughs> I see everybody drowning. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I love how you knew where I got that from. <laughs> I uh, but I would say, like my one of my absolute favorite memories of that would be the Boxatron. Um, and making Fortune Boxatron. Um, mm-hmm. So for everybody listening, Fortune Boxatron was one of our first apps, and Slayer was the voice behind it. Hold on, and hold. you said you said the Slayer that we are interviewing right now was the voice. My codes are perfect. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Codes are perfect. Yeah. 
That sounds like you. They are, they are perfect. perfect. They, yeah. <laughs> I always have to correct people. They say they say out the Konami code for the thirty lives in Contra, and they always get it wrong. I've even seen it on T-shirts, and it's wrong. And I'm like, your fucking T-shirts wrong. So <laughs> <laughs> your Quit's fucking T-shirt it. is wrong. Fuck you. That's yeah, a, fuck your shirt. Exactly. That's awesome. <laughs> So I would say, just speaking back to the Boxtron, I would say my, my favorite part of the whole process, and well, there's a couple of things. Like I, I loved me and you and Stris working on the idea of it and him getting stuck in coding problems and us running around screaming and holding things up to him. And then <laughs> we'd be like drawing pictures, trying to like help him solve coding problems that neither one of us remotely understood even a oh, little bit. Yeah, so you know, and the funny thing about that is like, uh, on one, one hand, I don't think it helped at all. And, but on the other hand, I think it, uh, it kept him motivated. Like he was having a good time, so he wanted to do it. You know yeah. what I mean? That, that's the heart of the whole thing again. I'm so too. glad. I'm so glad you guys did. It's great. <laughs> like that video that the three of you put together for YouTube, the first um, promotional video is fucking priceless. It's hilarious. Which, one, that, was, which one was the first one? The No, that's not it. I'm thinking well, is, is Ian with the drill, you in the lab coat, and Gray with the computer. The Tron music? Yeah, Tron music. I think that's the second one, but okay. that is terrific. Well, yeah, it that is, is terrific. Yeah, favorite. with the yeah the Daft Punk soundtrack because that soundtrack was incredible. I think Tron just came out when we did that. Oh, yeah. That uh, yeah, and Jarfish was gone crazy about it. Yeah. it was, um, the that's what video, made me buy the app. Honestly, I bought it because of that commercial. The making that commercial was so much, it was I so it was. much fun. Yeah. Um, and I just, I want to make Boxatron videos. I seriously, like, if I could just spend the rest of my life making Boxatron videos, <laughs> that is what I would do. <laughs> Let's do collaborative, perhaps, perhaps do collaborative Boxatron commercials. Yeah, videos is, uh... We will make tens of dollars. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Actually, I made ten dollars off of that. <laughs> we were so successful. It's like, we've only spent seven years working on this project, but I feel like the ten dollars that we made made it all worth it. You can almost buy a 10-pack of DeMaurier cigarettes. I mean, 20-packs, sorry. <laughs> Almost. Which problems you're in. <laughs> yeah, I you know, I may, I may have bought smokes with that. It uh, seems like something I would do. That sure. makes sense. It makes sense. I was smoking at the time. Maybe we shared some. Yeah, so circle. you say that wasn't the first video. So what was the first one? The first video is the one where um, you're sitting there with like a glass of milk looking dis despondent. You have a sad face on. And then oh. Stris leans in with the app and presses the button and it goes, I've got, I've got cookies. cookies. And then you grin. Yeah, I mean, yeah, space out great. Okay, I remember that now. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one too. Oh, God. The first thing when I saw that second commercial, the first thing that went to my mind was, why does Ian have a drill? Why? I get the other two costumes, right? I get the I get the no, I, I can tell you, and I, I, can and tell I get you. the programmer, but I don't get right. the guy holding the drill. <laughs> so this, this is this is what's going on here. I have the imagination of a six year old. So for me, I had a laser gun, and therefore you should have seen a laser gun. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, I'm sorry. Like, I, mean, I, I pictured Jaff in that role. Jaff was like a super spy sleuth who's like got his like ninja gear and his techie stuff, and he's the one that they're sending in to do the cat burglary kind of stuff. That's mm -hmm. why he plays a rogue. Right, see? Stris is doing like the research, so he's got like the lab notes. And you got Dr. Slay, who I picture like a, like a Frankenstein character. Like, I feel like if we did another, like, like Dr. Frankenstein, not the monster. So I picture like the next time we did another video, maybe it would be like a pile of boxes done up like a robot. And then like Slayer trying to figure out why it's not working. I don't know. <laughs> so through that philosophy, I would be a cleric and Stress would be a wizard. Oh. Fantastic. <laughs> I, I like the idea that we have like these alternate alternate characters in Good Times in the Good Times Labs. 
I and don't. part of the part of, part of the labs theme actually came out of that as well. But I don't. Mm-hmm. I feel bad now. I feel bad that I don't. Well, the reason, like I, I like to take on the persona of Jaff is because I feel like Jaff is capable of so much more than I am. Usually, I can be this wacky superstar social theorist who's trying to change the world. And it doesn't matter if we fail miserably because it's hilarious in the process to just imagine ourselves as these ridiculous superheroes and then right. try to act like we are. And then yeah, Jaff, he, Jaff spelt backwards is. Where are you gonna go? Exactly. <laughs> Uh, we might have to conduct the rest of this interview with the box tron. Yeah. It will give a good advice, I promise. <laughs> it usually does. I've been listening to it for a full day now, and I've had a great day, honestly. Yeah, you know what's funny about that? I have an Android phone, so I don't oh. have the app because we need like a like an Android version. Right. We need we need an update to this app, and I think we're gonna have to put Fog to work on translating it. Hopefully, yeah, he listens. Hard, to this. It's hard for me to advertise. Like, um, it, it a few people I work with have gotten wind of it. So uh, luckily they have uh, iTunes and iPhones. A couple picked it up and they're like, are you fucking crazy? And I said, uh, maybe. It's, I don't know. I found it pretty easy to do. So maybe, yeah. <laughs> well, I just think it's part of what it's part of what this entire group of people is like. We we are really weird and creative and strange. And we make things that maybe they only appeal to us. Maybe they appeal to more people. <laughs> That's all that matters, man. Yeah, I like, I like to have fun. And it's like... If I'm if the other people are having fun, it's cool. But I'm concerned about my fun, right? Yeah. It's like that guy from that show, uh, Taxi. <laughs> Andy Kaufman. Seinfeld. <laughs> right. He he, did, he made comedy for his own amusement, like, and he didn't care if anybody else got the joke, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I completely yeah, yeah. agree with that. I can usually count on you guys getting my jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not to say they're all good. No, of course not. I mean, <laughs> Whenever I tell jokes, people either cry or hate me for the rest of their lives. Uh, Slayer's also like another one in the group. I'd say him and Soup are probably the two I talk to about the theory the most. Slayer has the benefit of an anthropology undergrad like I do. So we talk shop a little bit. He helped me plan C-Pub. Right, so you you guys go to school at the same time or what? Yeah, Uh, yeah, we were in undergrad at the same time. Um, We met up again on residence after not seeing each other for years. Nice. Yeah. My 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 great grammar skills don't come in uh, come in handy for a lot of that though, unfortunately. <laughs> well, that's why you were one of our main editors on the last blog, which mm-hmm. has has come up a few times in these podcasts. Was good times, greatest success. Yeah, and a lot of thank for that success goes to um, the editing, which was really a lot. That was mostly me and you and Door. Mm-hmm. Door. This is another IRC character. Yeah, we are. We're missing a character. Mm. I heard from Door today, actually. Oh, glad to hear it. I heard from Sink. You were in the channel all day talking to all the fabulous people in the channel. And they were like, hi, I love you. And you were like, I love you too. The only reason why I was in the channel today is because I was job hunting the entire time. And I put out a million. Probably naked. I I picture you naked at your computer. Nope. I was wearing the clothes I wore last night. When I smelled like a bag of shit. So Slayer, I understand that Soup is hosting you tonight. Yes, I'm at his house right now. We're drinking. Oh, that's some sweet. Give him a high five yeah. from Crowley and Jeff. Yeah, He's high got five a from he, us. Yeah, high five soup from them. Yeah. <laughs> we physically did it. We physically nice. did the high five. You should see his gaming setup. This is awesome. I'm pretty jealous actually. The internet is amazing, hey? We just we just made somebody's arm move using the internet. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I know. telekinesis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right guys. So- 
it's good to see you guys back on IRC, especially Slayer, because I like you better than Crawley. But uh, <laughs> I'm so both you guys sweet, on Facebook. Jeff. I don't know. You guys are assholes for not using Facebook. Uh, yeah, and I won't either. So yeah, Slayer, do you want to make a picky swear that we'll never use Facebook for the rest of our lives? Yeah, there's too many humans yeah. on Facebook. <laughs> there are a lot. Plus yeah. a lot. I got to be honest. <laughs> but we can do all of our planning from IRC, so it works out fine. Yeah, it's way better that way. We'll see what our next. Uh, well, I wonder what our next lab's going to be. I look forward to working on a new one with you, actually, Slayer. Boxatron is some of the most fun I ever had. Boxatron, too. Well, let's, when we meet up in Toronto, it's going to be me and you and Crickle and Jarfish will be together. Um, and Penn, so we'll have a pretty good team if you want to make a video or something while we're there. All right, so uh, in closing, I guess I'll ask you a couple of questions. First of all, what does the good times mean to you? Well, I mean, I, I take the term literally, right? And it's uh, it's not something you need to impose on anyone. And it's not something to enforce or get anybody to agree with, right? It's you're you're ha having having you're a taking my structural approach. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm having a good time, and so like, if people see you having a good time, they want to have a good time. For example, I'll give you a recent one of mine. When you guys were playing D and D there a week ago, and I was like, I want to play. Nobody asked me to play. Nobody cared if I played. I was like, I'm getting in on this game, right? And then a week later, I was in the game. So, like, that, to me, drew me closer to sort of, like, the idea of maybe doing the podcast, uh, you know, Ultimate Hunger, Hunger Games, you know, all that shit, right? So, like, because I thought this would be fun, right? So, there it is. Good time as a literal translation is that I'm having fun, right? And if everyone's having fun, everybody else is going to want to have fun, right? Crawley, how many for those people? that don't want to have fun. Holly, how many people. words is good times? Two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't. I, it looks like it one to me. Yeah. But that's internet words. So this it's one, one in internet speak and two in uh, proper English. All right, next up, Slayer, where would you like to see the good times go from here? Uh, more games. More, more games. gaming. More creative. Uh, ideas for games, stuff that's not like that people won't have to take seriously or feel pressure under, you know what I mean? Like, the, hey, we're contributing to this because we're having a laugh. No pressure games and no tight pants. Got it. Yeah, I mean, you got me at least once a week now, you know, well, except when I'm working. But, uh, I I think we can all agree that we could just let the good times roll. All right, Crawley's drunk. We're done. <laughs> All right. Take, take it easy. Sorry, buddy. Hello. Don't forget to check us out on the IRC channel, FNAT Good Times. Also, please drop by gtblog.ca for all your good times needs. Dee dee beep dee 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 dee